This is a HeadGum Podcast. Before we start today's show, I want to talk to you guys about my childhood. I want to hear about yours. Hey, this is a dialogue we're having together. We're going to talk. We're going to be real. We're going to get honest. And it's going to be cathartic. What do you guys miss about being a kid? You miss sleepovers. You miss recess. You miss playing with your friends, going to camp. A lot of good things in there. I'll tell you what I miss. Maybe this is telling. I, uh, I miss being able to eat whatever I want. I miss that reckless, carefree attitude that I had when it came to what I was putting into my body. I was a sugar junkie. Just any chance I could get, any meal I could squeeze it into, any chance for dessert. And I'll tell you, the breakfast I thought was the perfect scam because uh, I, could, I could argue that this, I needed cereal, and that was a breakfast food, right, Ma? Cereal, look, it's got all the vitamins I need. My mom wasn't dumb. She knew what was going on. She knew that it was full of sugar. And so uh, I battled with her about getting that kid's sugary breakfast cereal, and occasionally she'd give in. My sister and I, we'd wear her down, and she'd give in and let us get one box. And then I'd start battling with my sister. How many bowls did you have? I had two. You've had three so far. We're measuring out the servings. My sister pulled out some, some measuring tape. She's measuring how much I poured into my bowl. You're pouring too much. I had a very generous pour when it came to uh, sugary cereal. That's what they say. And so, look, I, I made a pact with myself, my sister, my ma. When I grew up, when I had a briefcase and I was a businessman, I'd buy whatever damn cereal I wanted. I wouldn't limit myself. I'd go crazy. Well, I've pulled a lot of pages off the old life calendar, guys, and uh, <laughs> I don't want the junk. I don't want sugar. I don't want all those carbs. Not good for Stanger and his goals. So do I give up on that sugary treat that I chased for so many years as a kid? Is that over for me? It's not. Thanks to Magic Spoon cereal, guys. With Magic Spoon, I'm getting zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. What? And it's only 140 calories a serving. And it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Check in all of Grown Man Stanger's boxes. On top of that, guys, you want to talk about flavor. You want to talk about treating yourself, you can build your own custom boxes, guys. That's right. Yeah. Build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. Bunch of wild kids like to mix those flavors. People are mixing cocoa and peanut butter to get a chocolate peanut butter cup taste. Tell you what I've been doing. I've been mixing blueberry and cinnamon, y'all. You do that, you get a blueberry pie situation happening. With that crunch, come on, going crazy. Uh, I love it, guys. I tell you what, it's, it's been a real win for me because um, I get to, uh, to enjoy that nostalgia of being a kid and then I also get the nutrition. Don't have to have it just for breakfast. You can have it for a snack after a workout, right? Before I was you know, doing these like crummy bars, you know, I feel like I'm an astronaut or something. And I'm having to really sacrifice on taste. 
because I'm doing a protein bar post-workout to supplement protein. No, I'm getting 13 to 14 grams of protein with a baggie of cereal. Amazing. Lay down in the middle of the night, watching some streaming television, getting a little content in, can wolf down a big old bowl of cereal and be guilt-free. It is such a win. So you guys got to get on board with this. You guys got to try this with me. You got to get on Stanger and Eugene's program and enjoy some Magic Spoon. Go to magicspoon.com slash dumbbells to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code dumbbells at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash dumbbells and use the code dumbbells to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Get it, guys. Only available online right now. This is the Dumbbells of Personal Fitness Podcast, where we am Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger. Have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience, a little bit of bro science. So, please keep in mind, we're not doctors, never claim to be. Nope, just a couple of Dumbbells of our steps of fitness want to help you with yours. And the help is right now. Right now. Anyways, um, you know, Stanger posted um, the uh, Instagram post posted an Instagram post. Yep, that's the sentence. That's modern English nowadays with all of this Instagram stuff. You know, you, they're called Social posts. Needs. They're called posts. Mm-hmm. You post them. It's a verb. It's a noun. It's all that kind of stuff. It's everything. Um, but, you know, over a, a, about a week ago, he had said, hey, if you have questions for us, please ask them. We got uh, a ton of them over email, over Instagram. And um, and we, we tackled a few of them with Aaron last week and with ourselves, and uh, and there seem to be so many more that uh, we just want to keep answering these and keep chatting about it. So, like, now is the time that we'll do this. And honestly, I love them. I feel like we should just be answering questions every week as much as we can because I feel like it really is something that people, um, well, I think the Bell Babies want, at least to, you know, at least bring up some stuff that we have talked about in the past or that we have touched on at certain times and they want to know a little bit more information or just like new questions that we actually haven't heard in a while yeah, or ever. Gets, gets us off onto some things and frames the episode. And so, yeah, we put the question post out there. We had a bunch of overflow questions. So we figure why not dedicate an episode to, to paying off those questions you got a question, you're going to get it answered. That's our fucking promise to yeah. you guys. So well, we want we wanted to make sure too that- Too early we, to swear. Too early, too early to swear. No, 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 no. They, yeah. I mean, at this point, how many episodes deep are we? 200 and change. <laughs> I mean, I'm self-conscious. I got called out for my swearing. Did you really? Yeah. Somebody wrote a review and they're like, I like it, but Stanger's dropping the F-bomb a lot. And wow. I, ha- I have been. I think I got some bad habits in the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's being a little lazy. I love to swear. I'll always swear. Don't worry. It's going to find its way into every episode. Great. But I don't need to be every other word swearing. I wonder if I, if I stay away or I, I can't. I don't know. I'm, I'm so unaware of my language sometimes, uh, especially swear words, quote unquote. You're not too bad. No? You've got a good... And then you've also got good instincts when I'm going too gross on stuff. Hmm. Like you'll get, you'll flash your uh, creep 
your creeped out face. And I'm like, oh, it's good to know. Okay. What is that? And that looks out like, do I, is my creeped out face looking like a creep? Or is it my creeped out face looking like I, I saw a creep? Looking like you saw a creep. Oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm seeing judgment in your face, oh. rightfully so. Sure. And it's good. It's like it's it's uh, good. You know, you're if you're a pilot, you've got all these instruments, and you got to be able to read all these instruments. And yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> what about if you're a, um, a conductor? You have to read a lot of instruments too, or just the people playing it? I don't. What do they do? What are they doing? They're just letting. They're just keeping they the rhythm. Keep ti- they yeah, keep yeah, time. yeah. They keep time. It's, and, and so they know like, when strings got to come in. Yeah. They, but how do you know who when he's talking to you, like, or she's talking to you, when they, they kind yeah. of face you? I, I think they face you and, they, and they're staring at you. You're also looking at your pages, so you're like, you know. So then, he, mm-hmm. you know, they poke that wand towards you and they're like, you know, zippity-zappity-zoo or whatever. Does everybody kind of, everybody kind of knows already what they're doing. I hope so. I mean, you have to, to be. Yeah, yeah. Fucking that. Oh, swearing again. To be that far into it, you've got to know when you start, got to start strumming that cello. You got to assume that they've all rehearsed, right? Yeah. 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 So does yeah. that, do they need that I think sucker they need, up there? I, I think they need to keep time and just be like, you know, because if things go off the rails, that person's like making sure that, you know, people are going, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, you on the drums, you're, you're going a little bit ahead of time. Uh, yeah. Right? It re- yeah, I think so. Yeah. You can get in too much of a hurry. Sure. I know. I know. I know. Drummers on live shows will either play too slow or too fast. Yeah. And so and like a good a good drummer is able to really keep time and be consistent. But you can kind of speed up the the length of a song a little bit if you're. Ooh, yeah, sure. Going going too fast, you know. We should have Kula Chris on again, Chris Kula. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you know he plays them. He 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 bangs on them skins. Is he a drummer? Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't yeah. know that. He bangs he on those skins. He cracked me up so much. He's really, he's a funny guy. Yeah. And he rarely posts on Instagram, but he did, he got some, signed a deal, uh, a big deal to where he's, I don't know, like first look with us or like got a, uh, something with like a studio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, oh yeah. And he has, he, there's a photo of him, which you can submit yourself and for the photo underneath it, it's this thumbnail of him. It says, uh, courtesy of Diane Arbus, <laughs> like a famous photographer. <laughs> and it's just, it's not, you know, the photo wasn't taken by her. It's just a selfie he took of himself, but it's just so funny to have that on there <laughs> for like this real serious thing. Like CBS studios signs first look deal with, you know, Amazing. And like he submitted this photo and then put like a little joke on there. And it's just so great. Cool. Cool. Chris, he's the best. Yeah. Um, love him. So yeah, we have to have him back on because yeah, he would always talk, his, he would always it, talk about running and, you know, and I think he's, uh, he's still doing some kettlebell stuff. I don't know. We should, uh, we, we should definitely follow up though. Yeah. Check out that episode that he did because it's a lot of, uh, if you want to get started on running oh, we yeah. talk about that and he gives some good, uh, advice on different tools and uh, stuff that he used for running some apps. Yeah. And then also we break down a good kettlebell workout for him. And he also talks about how for longer runs, it would be books on tape for him. And he, like yeah. he got, he had podcasts going for a while, but then the books on tape really helped. And I remember people commenting back to us saying that that's a great way to like, let the, you know, even like a long walk or, 
a uh, you know an evening walk or a run it's a nice way to kind of be do it very calmly and in, in a fun way where you forget about what you're doing totally i'm a books on tape guy i i've got to have i got to be reading something and i like to be listening to something too i listen to a lot of podcasts but i listen to books on tape too and i have yeah. to kind of flip it so if i'm reading a good piece of fiction i'll listen to a biography or something on sure. tape and if I'm reading a biography, then I'll listen to some fiction on tape. But uh, I do books on tape all the time. Big connoisseur of that. Have different voice uh, voice actors that I like that yeah. will read. And, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a whole whole fun world. I use Audible. It's pretty. It's amazing now. I used to get the tapes and shit. I'd have the tapes in my car and oh, the CDs right. and wow. stuff. Yeah. Books on legit tapes, huh? Yeah. You get like a big old binder of them, like a trapper keeper and they're sure. filled with tapes. And they have those little plastic indentations so they'll fit yeah. right in there. Yeah. Yeah. So the little, the sure. little holes in the tape can, uh, yeah. So that's how they're, so they're locked in and yep. get messed up you don't have to reel them with a pencil to like keep that, that film, get that know, film in back there. in there, yeah. that tape back in there. I used to let my grandparents would listen to him. That's how I got started on it. And I'd just be a nine-year-old driving around. You know, they would, they would drive my sister and me to national parks. And so, and they would just listen to whatever they were listening to. And they're always listening to some kind of James Patterson crime drama. And it was, <laughs> it was, a, so we'd just be sitting in the back, my sister, 11 and me, nine, just listening. Riker knew that if he was able to find anything in common with the woman, he'd have to press his manhood against her. You know, they're, they're oh boy, yikes. <laughs> and then the male, the male readers will do kind of a feminine voice. When are you going to leave? She asked him, cold, but also warm at the same time. Ew. I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to leave. Well, I thought maybe you could come back. He looked her in the eye. Yeah, anyway. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty uh, straightforward book. Yeah, I'm actually reading it for real right now. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, man. This the whole episode, we're not going to answer any questions, actually. We're just going to have Ring, uh, Stenger read from a, uh, a romance novel. That wasn't my damaged brain trying to come <laughs> up with content on the spot and not being able to do it. That's actually what the book said. It's, it's very yeah, confusing. Yeah, right like there. Um, but oh. here we are, friends and uh, Bell Babes. Um, I think we'll, we'll get into it. What's up, Stang? You want a question? Yeah, I want a question. Okay, so this is coming to us from Irvin Hubler. He's written in before. How are you, buddy? Hey. Uh, this is a quick one. Is the pad on the bar for back squats bad? The bar <laughs> hurts, but I've heard sass about the pad. Uh, well, I wouldn't worry about the sass, I don't think. I mean, it's like you're ultimately still doing the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um uh, do whatever you need to do. Like, you know, that's like, that's also people just having, you know, um, opinions on things that they don't need to have opinions on. Um, I mean, is there a, a proper placement of a, uh, of the bar when you're doing a back squat? Yes, there is. And you can look it up and, you know, it should be roughly between your shoulders and your traps kind of wedged in there. If you're doing like a regular back squat, um, and you should be pushing the bar kind of forward towards your lats. Um, and for some people that could, I mean, uh, not towards your traps, I mean, yeah. um, so it's between your traps and your shoulders. So there's like that, there's like a little ledge there. Once you like have your arms up that you, you could find if you have an empty bar and it kind of can sit in there. And if you push the bar forward as though, 
um, you're, you're, you're trying to bend it over your back, kind of bend it over your back and pulling it down. Uh, it will keep the weight steady and, and, and strong in there. Now, because there is, um, what is that called? Gnarlings? What's, what's the name? What's the thing that is like kind of, that's on a bar that kind of makes it rough so you can grip it? Oh, I don't know, but yeah, it's texturized. Texturized. It's, that Sometimes they put that texture on the middle of the fucking bar. That does not make any sense. Yeah. And on those bars, that's why you would use the pad. Yeah, it's if just they, not if ripping your neck up. It's ripping your neck up. And and most bars don't even have that too often anymore, that, um, that kind of grip right there in the middle. So if the grip is in the middle, then you want to use the pad. Um, mm. Also, you want to use the pad if it's more comfortable. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that there's any issues with that. I mean, people nowadays are also doing these squats where the, where the um, bar is, is like protruding out like horizontally onto your mm-hmm. shoulder so you can hold it in like a front rack position, but the weight is on your back so yeah. that it's a little bit more balanced. Now, so if extra, that's extra apparatus. Yeah. If that's considered, you know, sassy or cheating or whatever, then that's that there's no difference between that and anything else. So, I technically would say use what you need to use. And and then also there's a low bar squat where it's a little bit further down on your shoulders and you're leaning a little bit more forward and it's you're, you're working muscles a little bit differently. If you want to look on YouTube or on, uh, you know, most fitness sites, they will put the proper way of holding the bar for a back squat. And you can watch those videos and see if it, you know, um, if it, it bothers you to put it that way. And if it, and if you ultimately just don't want necessarily to spend a week or two with a couple of bruises as you're figuring it out, then use the pad. Hmm, and if you also, help, yeah. Couldn't help but notice you're using the pad over there. <laughs> yeah. What's the sass? What's the sass? How do you, how would you sass it? Nice pad, pad boy. <laughs> oh, you need some foam with that squat? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, What are you you having, a cappuccino for your back squat? Because I see a lot of foam there. Yeah. What is this, a spring break party in Cancun? (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Charlie. Thanks, Troy. (laughs) Uh, Irvin, yeah, I'm with Eugene on that. I do a kind of a a high bar back squat you see with Olympic lifting. Yeah. And the way I have it racked, and I've been doing it for years, I, I don't seem to need a pad because it just feels natural. I think the more you do it, the less you'll kind of need it and you'll kind of find a groove or a spot, but I, whatever's getting you to do squats, fucking do it, man. Yeah. If you got to If you got to throw a pad on there, as long as you're showing up for squats, that's the most important thing. Yeah. I mean, those people, those people could be going no pad, but then they're missing squat days. You know, where should the sass be thrown to then? I'd say the guy that's missing leg day. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't stress about what other people think of you at the gym. I mean, that's a general consensus that we, the dumbbells have always taken. So commas, Lily Mm -hmm. best opening comments to start gym conversations with hotties at the gym. Yeesh. I don't do it. So, uh, I wouldn't have, I don't, I don't, I don't either. Uh, we're both married men spoken Mm -hmm. for happily married, but as far as, yeah, conversation, I mean... I mean, I, th- I feel like as far as gyms are concerned, 
I don't know. I, I think you can spot the people that are there for conversations and the people that are there to just kind of go through their workout. You can kind of gauge the social activity of people around. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like I give off that vibe of like my head's down, my hood is up and my, you know, earbuds are on that I'm probably the most I'm going to talk is to see if somebody's done with, you know, those or these, or if they're going to use this space or not. And, you know, and you see people socializing in there. And I think it's just like, I don't know, this is like, I guess a life question, the more natural you can be. And it, it doesn't, it feels more organic, the more, you know, and you don't feel like you're wasting anybody like, you know, in anybody's space or you feel like you're taking in on any of the time, then, you know, don't, don't go crazy. If that's a real question that you're asking. Uh, I, here's, here's the move. This is what you do. You walk up to somebody very sincere. Oh boy. I'll do it on Eugene here. No. Eugene. Hi. Do you have the phone number or do you know a really good vet in the area? Veterinarian? Um, I don't. Well, I'm looking for one because these puppies are sick. And then what you do when you say Mm -hmm. these puppies are sick is you, you flex your bicep and you point to your bicep. Got it. Got it. Okay. So that, I think that's the move. I do like Eugene's advice. Make sure you were looking at headphones. Uh, I've told my story where I tried to talk to playmate of the year, Karen McDougal. She had headphones in. Mm -hmm. I said a quick joke. The joke was a five, not a 10, Mm -hmm. a five. Had she been able to hear it? organically in the moment, it would have been a nice smile. She might've continued the conversation. She might've moved on. Yeah. Cause but, you're right there at 50, 50 at that point. Right. With right. The five. Yeah. With the five, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Fine. But she couldn't hear it because she had headphones in. She mm-hmm. then had to drop, put down the weight she was carrying, pull her headphones out and ask me what I said. I then had to repeat the joke, which I, at this point took it down to a negative 50. (laughs) (laughs) So I was kind of sunk, you know, I was sunk regardless. You're not going to be as unlucky as I am in that respect, Thomas Lily, but I would say, yeah, read the room, you know, and if, uh, yeah, somebody looks like they're open to a little convo, then, uh, do my line. Puppies are sick. Yeah. I guess if I would use my line, it would be like, hello, do you have a lasso on you? Because my calves have turned into cows and have gotten loose. And then I would just flex my calves. Yeah. That's, you got to have some serious sticks though. Eugene's got some. I've got some elephant legs. He's got some amazing calves. My leg, my calves are very large. Yeah. And I, and I think it's just from, and I think I was talking about this when people would talk about, you know, their legs are small. And I'm like, man, I think it's the one thing, my legs have been the one thing that has carried, had to carry this heavy body when I was a child. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if you're a bigger kid, you have to carry around a lot more weight than your, you know, so then your legs do need to work a little harder to just get up steps and stuff. And plus I rode my bike everywhere. So it was like, y- Eugene was a big scoop of ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he moved well. And so I think being able to move well at that size, you needed some, you needed some lean tissue, yeah. some, some cast to kind of being able you know, get you to twist and jump and dance and move, you know? I and think so. So, so yeah. I ended up using that. Um, cool. Uh, Ricardo Ry- Riker 
R-I-K-Y-R is his, his handle. Have you tried Apple Fitness Plus? Also, are um, HIIT workouts bad if you do them multiple times a week? That's his question. I haven't tried Apple Fitness Plus, Plus yet. I think because both of us are pretty Peloton heavy, um, I just I never jumped on the on their app themselves and do, their do instruction. You do, that, do you do that with the watch, or is it a whole separate thing? It's with the watch, and then the oh, do you have an Apple Watch? You don't. I don't. Right? Nah. So I think it's. I got Apple my watch. mom one. She fuck my mom. She loves, loves it. it. Yeah. Um, I think I think with the Apple Watch and then you have Apple TV, you can oh yeah do it. You can sync it up together and do those workouts, or if you have the app or something. Um, I I just didn't. I guess I'm curious about it a little bit, and I I'll maybe do like a free trial or something just to check it out, so I can answer that correctly and see how I feel. Um, but I, I'm pre- I I feel pretty locked into. The workouts I've already been doing, and it feels great that I'm not, you know, I'm not looking for a change right now. And maybe that'll happen, you know? Poor Apple can get everybody to watch and do stuff on their hardware, but they can't really get them to use their software as much. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) They have a hard time engaging with the software. Yeah, or Um, the content, because they have the Apple TV... And I have it. I pay for the thing. I watched Ted Lasso and I enjoyed that. And there's other shows I want to watch, but for some reason, I don't. I got I get on my Apple TV. Yes. And I go over to, you know, Netflix or Disney yeah. Plus or Prime or whatever it is. Yeah. And they've got this whole thing. I mean, obviously Apple makes good stuff. They spend money on it, but I haven't sure. checked out their their plus either. Not even as not even from a curios- curiosity standpoint. I guess I'll have to try it now so we can tell people how it is. I mean, they you know, and they they released it during the pandemic, you know. So I'm sure they got a bunch of eyes on there and and got people interested, but I think also people were already at that point pretty locked into the what they were doing. Yeah. And they didn't want to get another, pay another uh, monthly fee. Plus get, if you didn't have an Apple watch and you were already into something, you know, I feel like if you had an Apple watch and you weren't into anything yet and you were ready to figure it out, I think that was like a good way in. But uh, I, I just don't know if they've, they've kind of locked in that mentality. Now, as far as um, I'm assuming uh, Ricardo's doing the hit workouts, um, maybe on the Apple Fitness Plus, I don't know. But um, if he's just talking about hit training multiple times per week, uh, what 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 do you think that means? You mean do you think that means like four or five times? You well, think- let's go. Let's let's say one that's four or five times, and say one that's three times. Yeah, we'll, three we'll- times is is fine. I feel yeah, like that. I think you're that's your, really- that's a sweet spot. That's Two a to- sweet spot. Two to three times, maybe four tops. Yeah. I'd say be anything more than that is too much. And I even make the mistake of that too much. Uh, I would say vary it then. It's, yeah. It's, you know, you, I you feel like- You can't have too much of a good thing. I, I think there's uh, something like that where you're kind of moving quickly through uh, calisthenics or, you know, even if you have some resistance in there with your HIIT workouts- um, moving at that kind of pace of a hit workout where you're th- focused on kind of sweating it out during it. Um, and that's technically your cardio three or four times a week. Um, that's good. Anytime that you're doing it more than that, I feel like you're losing in some, 
You're taking a hit somewhere. You're taking a hit as far as like a a focused, like focused (laughs) strength training. No, I heard it. As far as like focused strength training, I gave him the look, guys, that he's a creep. (laughs) That was the moment. Um, You know, because then if you're if you're trying to work out, let's say five to six times a week total, you know, you're you're two or three times of that week should be focused on some slower focused um, strength training. And then three days, like three days of strength training, three days of hit, or two days of hit training, three days of strength training. I, I, I mean, but we're also, I'm also on the bandwagon of strength training is the key to improving well, your general fitness. And I think, I think paying attention to your hormones too. I mean, there's only sure. so much of breakdown that your body can take from that. And so, you know, if like Eugene was saying, if this is part of a hypertrophy program to where you're doing some resistance training, it's going to, it's going to mitigate some of the positive benefit you get from that. If you're doing too much high intensity interval stuff, whereas right. if you get in that sweet spot, it'll complement it and then it'll improve your overall level of fitness. So if it's just look, man, if you just need to, fu- if you're one of these people that just needs to grind and you want to go hard. I go for it because it's, you're better off exercising and why not? You know, it's, it's a mental thing at that point, but just know that you're not going to be getting everything you can out of those resistance training sessions. Yeah. So yeah, just go in their eyes wide open with that. And, uh, you know, if you hadn't considered that, then think, okay, yeah, I want to make sure that I'm, you know, getting the most out of my resistance training and then also, you know, be complimented by this high intensity interval stuff, then, you know, adjust accordingly. Yeah. And I, and I also think varying what kind of hit workouts you are doing uh, in your week so you can look at it and make sure that, you know, you're attacking different body parts. Good call. On, on, on certain, you know, um, every time you're, you're doing those workouts. So it's not just doing, you know, legs like mountain climbers and jumps every single time you're doing a hit workout because you don't right. need to necessarily do it that much. Um, and, and be focused so much on that, you know, every time. Yeah. I mean, I pull, pull that level of precision of programming into those hit workouts yeah. too, so that you're, you're covering all your bases and then, you know, hitting all the ancillary muscles, complementary muscle groups to what you're doing that day so that you can get the most out of it, the most bang for your buck and, uh, and, you know, look the coolest in the gym. Yeah. Doing the coolest looking exercises. Yeah. Doing those quick, quick, sweaty exercises. Um, you see this question from, from uh, Will McLaughlin, uh, a.k.a. McCool. I think it's McCooley 30. McCooley 30. Yeah. McCauley 30? I, I, I don't know. I would assume that the E and the 30 was supposed to rhyme. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. McCooley 30. Tough to know. What is that? I don't know. Um, He'll explain it to him. You know Will. Yeah. We love Will. Um, Will has a question. Have either of you ever used Chuck Norris's Total Gym? I'm sure it's awful, but these commercials are so seductive. Um, A Total Gym, Chuck Norris doing anything is pretty seductive. So, yes, I'm on that page with you. Uh, Um, Watching people do the infomercial of the Total Gym... I mean, it looks kind of fun, right? It's just kind of like a body weight trainer that you're using. Uh, like it's like resistance bands on a cable. It's like a cable that slides. Cable system that slides. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of 
um, some, you ever, you ever try hoist stuff? They have them in commercial gyms and they'll have hoist plate loaded exercises where you get, you'll do a lat pull, but you get a little movement with your body too. It's, yeah. It slides around. Hoist does a lot of that, but it was, they're pretty ergonomically sound The the total gym outside of Chuck's Norris's involvement never appealed to me. Like I, I was never into that one. What yeah. really, we've talked about on the show, what really fooled me was Bowflex. I thought Bowflex, that guy, uh, Owen McKibben, that was the Bowflex guy, was so ripped. And the way that it looked like with the bands and stuff, I thought like, man, that is the secret. With the bows. A, yeah. Yeah. With the, to a ripped physique. Like that yeah. level of band tension, how they described it. It's total bullshit. It completely fooled me. That one did. I was like, I, I want to put my birthday money together and get yeah. this thing. <laughs> and the total gym is more of like a pulley system where it's yeah. like, it's connected to the bench that moves. So you're basically just sliding your body weight up and down as you're doing like a bench press. Like everything's moving kind of. Yeah. And it seemed like grooving. a lot of rows. You can do a lot of rows, yeah. different rowing yeah. exercises on it. And they're always talking about how you can break it down and slide it under your bed. Yeah. They're always sliding it under their bed. Chuck Norris was shaved down in that. He's a hairy sure. guy. He usually, I says, I always say that he's, he's got the coloring of Dr. Zayas from Planet of the Apes. He's <laughs> <laughs> pretty hairy. Yeah. Um, and then in like, uh, used to wear like turtlenecks and stuff a lot. It's very similar to Dr. Zayas. Somebody should do a side by side. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we're not I mean, going to do it. So somebody please uh, do yeah, it I for can't. us. It's impossible. I don't have the technology or the capability or the wherewithal or the, sure, the sure, motivation sure. or any of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm, any of it. But, um, that one always tricked me. And then also, uh. Insanity, I always thought. Oh, oh man, maybe. insanity always looked crazy. And and yeah. honestly, um, P ninety X, P ninety X, insanity, all that stuff, kind of. But you know what? Uh, guest and friend of the podcast, Sweet Mono, Lou. Oh, and Mono. Sweet Lou, yeah, got into both of those, and and real, and it really helped them both. Yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, and it was a very focused workout. So I get it. You know, like. That, that is some, and, and that's some body. I mean, that's what hit training still kind of pulls yeah. from a little yeah. bit. And, and, um, even all of the, I'm sure Apple fitness plus, you know, those trainers are pulling some stuff from the, that kind of training. And I know for sure that's basically, you know, that had some of the, what CrossFit was, which kind of like just added weights to it, made it more dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, Calisthenics with weights. Yeah. What about Thighmaster? You remember that? I do remember that. That was a real punchline. Did anybody believe in that? I don't know. Or the shake weight? Yeah, those are like shake classics. Major yeah. punchline material. I mean, I'm so curious of like, how, you know, where does mirror and tonal and those kind of things fit into this world now? The those ones seem like a great like, idea. Like where it's just like this guided exercise that's connected to your wall that you it, everything is in there. Um, but you're like, you know, staring at this um, machine, basically, this huge screen that has just the instructor there, I guess. I, I don't a know. mirror, I think, can't you see yourself too? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be curious to try it. I wish I had some mirrors around my Peloton bike because I feel like there's sometimes my form is... I may be a little hunched over or something. Sure. Yeah. And I'll try to, I'll try to be conscious of it, but if you got a mirror, you'll, you'll snap into it. Yeah. But a little better. I think there's sometimes I've been rounding my shoulders and 
Oh yeah. Well, anytime, odd. anytime I'm riding and they're like, okay, you know, four fingers on the bottom, thumb on top, shoulders back. I'm like, whoops, I, I have <laughs> to do all of these. <laughs> yeah. You know, like <laughs> I'm just like not back enough on none of it. So I don't know. I, but I, I think that's because it's like at the point where you would be tired and you'll start losing form just like any other thing where the coaches are good and focused on that. You know, you start getting tired in the later rounds, you need to start, you know, did work, you, uh, focus on your form. Did you ever read the book called The Phantom Tollbooth when you were growing up or watch no. the movie? No, I know of them both, but I never um, it was, partake. Partook. This movie, this kid gets a phantom toll booth delivered to him and he goes in it and he goes into this kind of special alternate reality world. Mm. That's this storybook world. And there's all these different parts of it that are different things you could learn, like a math section and a word section and a, a, a art section and all this. And he helps all these different Kings kind of come together and he's got a dog with him, a watchdog that's got a clock in it. And anyway, he gets he's he gets this car to kind of drive through all these places and he's got all these tasks he's got to do. And at a certain point, he gets stuck and I can't remember what the guys are called, but they're they're time wasters and mm. he's running out of time because he's got to he's got to complete these tasks I think to get out of there and kind of save this 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 land that he's in. But the little guys are so lazy and I just remember, you know, the the movie was the kids started out like a real person, and then when he went into the Phantom Toll Booth, he was animated. It turned into a cartoon. That's, that's kind of really cool. I like young that. Stanger started paying attention because sure, I love sure, cartoons. Sure. sure. But the little guys that are all lazy, they're all sliding around the car and stuff, and they're all hunched over. <laughs> anyway, long story short, that's how I feel like on the Peloton sometimes, like one of those little time waster guys from the Phantom Toll Booth movie. Wow. Does that make I sense? Hope, I hope somebody out there knows what you're talking about and this was worth it. Because <laughs> at this point, I felt like that was a good six minutes <laughs> that um, I, didn't, I didn't need. <laughs> but that's me. You I'll really say, went... Because you asked me if I've seen it and then s still jumped into it. Well, because you hadn't seen a, it, I felt like I... gave I me felt a like punchline. You gave me a punchline based on a character that there is no way that you were just like, you're just time wasters. So if you just say, <laughs> if you just told me prior to this, I'm even wasting time explaining to you why this was a bad explanation. Yeah. But I mean, you're being active about it. These guys are lazy about it. Yeah. Okay. About their Great. time wasting. I felt like I had to give you a little premise of the, what it was about for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Great. Thank I, you. I, mm -hmm. No, worth, I hear you. It's worth reading to, to Quincy when he gets a little older. At what age is this a good one? Seven, eight, something like that. Oh, okay. When he's okay. starting to do school, maybe, maybe even yeah. a little six, seven, maybe six, seven. It's a, a chapter book. Sure, I'm into yeah. it. Um, uh, Simon Hugh said, "Any tricks, tips, hints, factoids on creative alternatives to carbs with meals?" Uh, I've been doing uh, some intermittent fasting for the past three, four months. Sixteen, eight. So that means. 16 hour fast, eight hour eating window. And uh, because summer isn't happening this year in Ireland, the temptation to dirty bulk is strong in this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Big Ride jumping in really quick to talk to you guys about what you're putting on your bodies. We talk about nutrition a lot on this show, what we put in our bodies. But what we put on our bodies can be just as important. Are you guys taking care of the biggest organ you got, your epidermis, your skin? Are you? 
I think most people are pretty good about moisturizing their face, but you got a whole body, a lot more skin there. What are you doing for it? Are you putting anything on there? If you are, is it clean? Is it safe? Do you even know? I'm asking because I didn't. I was clueless. I knew I needed to do something for my skin. I just didn't know what. I tried a bunch of stuff and I failed. That's why I'm so glad that Osea decided to sponsor our show. Osea has been making clean, safe skincare products since 1996 that are vegan and cruelty-free. I knew I needed to take care of my skin. I decided I would make my own body oil. I ordered a spray bottle off the internet. I went to a bunch of different stores, collected all these different oils and potions and ingredients. Uh, I thought, you know, these, oh, this would be good for my body. I didn't do any damn research. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just guessed. <laughs> so I get all this stuff. I mix it all up in my spray bottle, shake it up, spray myself head to toe. And I proceeded to uh, ruin all the furniture in my house, <laughs> ruin all my clothes, ruin my car seat with grease spots. I was covered in grease. I'm leaving grease spots everywhere. You want to find Stanger? Follow the grease. It was a true disaster. I grease all over my sunglasses, my cell phone, my poor dog. She looked like she was involved in some kind of oil spill disaster. I'm still dealing with the fallout from my failed body oil experiment. My skin broke out. It was awful, guys. A true disaster. Thank God for Osea. They have responsibly sourced plant-derived ingredients that are good for your skin and good for the planet. Uh, they sent Eugene and I some stuff. There's one I really want to tell you about. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. You guys, this is what I was trying to make. This is what I wanted. This is what I needed. I just didn't know how to do it. Well, thank God Osea did the research and figured it out. It's a female-founded and family-operated company by a mother and daughter team. This Andaria Algae Body Oil, let me tell you, it goes on smooth. It's luxurious and rich, never greasy, never sticky, leaves my skin glowing. Talking about ingredients, it's made with Andaria algae, babasu seed oil, and acai pulp. Good stuff, guys. Real ingredients, safe, clean. Uh, Sanger tried to make this, not going to happen. You know what they have to do to get the Andaria ready to go? They have to hand harvest it they have to put it in barrels of oil and soak it for six months. That's how it gets this golden, rich, perfect texture that's never greasy. And it's, it's fragrant. It's got a nice sunny citrus top notes with some passion fruit in there. You smell amazing. You look amazing. It's such a home run. I'm using it every day. You got to try it. I'm doing my sauna. I take a cold shower post sauna put on the uh, Andaria body algae oil. I'm ready to rock. I look amazing. I'm ready for summer. You guys have to try it. This is what you need to do. You can try Osea risk-free for 30 days and get free shipping on orders over $50. They even send free samples with every order and get 10% off your first order with our promo code dumbbells at oseamalibu.com. That's 10% off with code dumbbells at Osea Malibu, O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U dot com. 
Big Rye here, speaking on behalf of myself and Eugene. We're telling you guys, the Bell Babies, that we want your workouts to be hard. We want them to be challenging, but we want them to be hard for the right reasons. Because you've added some weight to a set you're doing. Because you're going to go an extra couple of miles on a run. Or you're going to up the intensity. We don't want you guys to be challenged by problems with your socks. You know who else agrees with us on that front? Our awesome sponsor for today's show, Bombas. Bombas performance socks are built to be nothing but comfortable and supportive. Let's be real. The sock game stayed the same for years. Nothing happened there. We all just made do with the crummy sock hand we were dealt as consumers. We'd buy a big chub pack of athletic socks. The elastic would wear out after you washed them two or three times. The material was bad. The socks would stink. You'd get blisters. Your feet couldn't breathe in there. I'd be in gym class, and uh, my socks would start sliding down my calf and into my high tops. And as you know, class went on, I'd start to feel my bare heel touching the bottom of my dirty shoe. I'd start getting blisters. I'd get a stink going. It was bad. It was affecting my gym performance. I think it's because my socks didn't like Coach Taylor, my gym teacher. I don't blame him. If I, listen, if I had a big stinky high top I could hide in, I would too. Anyway, Bombas knew that this was going on. They recognized that this was happening. So they said, we're going to fix this. Bombas performance socks have taken all the amazing innovations that make Bombas the most comfortable socks you've ever worn and added their special Hextech performance technology. Bombas knew I was getting blisters and that my feet were stinking. So their performance socks are stitched with a special moisture wicking yarn and temperature regulating vents that allow cool air to flow in and prevent overheating. They knew about those blisters, right? That I was getting because my socks were quitting, sliding down my calves. So they come with a pillow-like tab to save me from those blisters, stay-up technology, and a special arch-hugging system with an extra layer of cushiony support on the bottom for the perfect amount of support. They also come in different styles for every sport with specific design features that help you optimize performance and keep you comfortable no matter what you're doing. And... Like all their socks, for every pair of Bombas Performance socks you buy, they donate a pair to someone in need. They've donated over 45 million pairs so far. That's a lot of socks and a lot of good that they've done for people. Uh, I like their no-show socks. I'm a no-show sock guy. And you want to talk about low self-esteem. If you were wearing no-show socks for years, it was the bottom of the barrel. Nobody cared about what they were doing with their no-show socks, the cheapest, flimsiest material you could imagine. Well, Bombas, all that amazing technology I described for Bombas performance socks, they have for no-show. I can get that in my no-show socks. It's unbelievable. What a time we're living in. Also, the colors are great. I can do the fun colors that, you know, Bombas is, uh, is good with. I don't have to go dingy yellow. That's what I was doing for so many years. I'd go to a house where you had to kick your shoes off. I'd have to show my dingy yellow no-show socks. Now I can do my good-looking Bombas. Come on, babe. What a time we're living in. Go to bombas.com slash dumbbells today and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S, bombas.com slash dumbbells for 20% off. 
bombas.com slash dumbbells. You get a pair and somebody else that needs one gets a pair. What is, is Ireland locked down still? I don't know. I guess, I guess. Australia just got, some parts of Australia, Melbourne got locked down again. Again? Yeah. Wow. I think, or they were talking about a two week whoa, whoa, potential. Whoa. They had a little outbreak. I guess that's one of the benefits about the United States being so fucked up with, we just had to <laughs> yeah. figure out how to do it with the virus out and around, you know, people are just, yeah. we had to Silly. figure it out. Um, so, um, creative alternatives to carbs with meals. What does that mean? And he's tempted to dirty bulk. So he doesn't want a dirty bulk. And yeah. so he's looking about, he's looking what, okay. So say he's going to make himself some grilled chicken. What should he have with that in place of the carbs, the carbs? Oh, there's tons of, um, there's a tons of stuff. You know what I have been doing recently also to make sure, I, I mean, the big thing, the creative thing is to pick up, like to improve your salad game. Yeah. I think improving your salad game really helps because then you're looking forward to some of the things in your salad um, because you can start adding things that are unconventional but um, are tasty and are not carbs. You know, like the only really carb-heavy thing that you can add um, to a salad that are easy to take out is like something like a crouton. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you take croutons out of stuff, then all of a sudden – you're, you're, you're good to go of adding even various fruits to it, you know, like adding strawberries or apples or pears to a salad. Um, and, uh, not feeling like you don't have to put too much in there nah. in order to like give it a little bit of something. Now, are those carbs? Yeah. Are they necessarily going to mess up your bulk or your, you know, your fast? I don't think so. Not if you're, you're not going heavy on them. It's not like, you you know, so if you're, if you're greens and your salads are, you know, mainly greens and, uh, and veggies, then, uh, you know, I think that's, that's where you can actually fill up and, and start not missing the carbs as much. Do you agree? hundred percent. I, that's been my save grace, the, the giant salad. Yeah. Uh, because it's just, it's easy and, and simple. You can usually find something you don't, nothing really, there's always some kind of green in season that you can get for good prices. Yeah. Uh, if you, creative, if you want to get creative, I mean, there's, you know, if you're looking, if you're willing to go a little starchier with what's quote unquote, technically still a vegetable, you can always do spaghetti squash. Sure. You can, you can add sauce to the spaghetti squash. So you feel like you're getting some kind of pasta. You can do a little chicken paillard and spaghetti squash with a little red sauce. Yeah. You feel like you're getting a little Italian meal. You can do the zucchini noodles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you can... You can do roasted vegetables. That's kind of a fun spin on it. So if you're just burned out on steamed vegetables, buy fresh cauliflower or broccoli and just crack it open, split the head, you know, down, and then just uh, put it on a pan with olive oil and season it and then just roast it. It's really easy and it's got a, it's a roasted taste as opposed to a pan saute. So if you've been doing a lot of pan saute, start roasting. If you've been doing a lot of roasting, then pan saute. Stir fries are really good. Yeah. Fun. If you don't want to do the rice, you can do riced cauliflower and get- Do you take in, do you take in any dairy? 
at all. Pretty rare. I, it doesn't yeah. bother me, but it's it's rare. Some people have issues with dairy. I could eat it. It doesn't bother me, but um, it's what, very rare. Not even like, uh, you know, whole fat or no fat yogurt or anything. Greek yogurt. Do you, do you do the Greek yogurt? No. I Occasionally, but it's rare. Yeah. I just know I don't ever buy. Sometimes I'll throw it in there if we've got yeah. it around. Sure. Are you doing, do you do that regularly? Not regularly, regularly, but I, I have it at times, you know, yeah. um, it is if I'm like trying to squeeze in an extra amount of protein and stuff, I'll do some, yeah. um, I'll do a little bit of, uh, of yogurt. Uh, the reason I say it is cause I would, I would do like a little bit of yogurt and like a scoop of almond butter and then like frozen blueberries or something. Uh, but what hell. I have been also doing with that has been putting frozen, buying um, riced cauliflower frozen oh. and putting it in my yogurt, like almost the same amount, like equal parts yogurt, equal parts of that. Just to so increase the volume or something? To increase the volume, but also to get some veg. Oh, nice. And then mix it in and then let it like, you know, uh, defrost a little bit with the blueberries. Yeah. And... Uh, I've loved it, but That's I mean, I'm also not that. like a, you get into freak territory with that stuff. But I dig <laughs> it, it really is. It just, it, it adds like this texture crunch to it that you're just like, what's this weird thing? But I'm fine with it. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. That stuff's good, man. So yeah, I would say if you want to play around, that's, that might be the move. Tons of good squashes and zucchini and all that yeah. kind of shit that are a good vessel for other tasty things. But yeah, I'm with Eugene Salad, dude. That'll if you if you solve your salad game, that will that will carry you through. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, Wibsev, uh, W I B S E V E, um, has a question. Currently recovering from a shoulder injury, how do you get over the mental block when starting to resume heavy lifting and swinging a golf club after protecting the shoulder for over a year? Mm, uh, I mean, I don't, yeah. Uh, as far as swinging the golf club, I don't know the, um, mechanics, the, uh, mechanics of it. Um, so I don't know as far as heavy lifting, honestly, the best thing to do is to make sure that you are staying stretched that you stretch, you do mobility practice, you really focus on that, and you don't think about it as heavy lifting. You just start working your way into resistance training. Yeah, I think you just have to consider it resistance training now. I don't know if you should be calling it heavy lifting because I think that's the mental block that's getting you. Because it's like, how do you go get over the mental block? The mental block is you're afraid that it's going to be too heavy and it's going to re-injure your shoulder, I'm assuming, if that's the mental block. Um, if that's the mental block, then you just have to go lighter and know that you have been um, protecting it for over a year, so it's going to take that much time, if not more, to get you back to where you were before that um, and, and yeah. to take your time with it. And then if the mental block is you will never get back to where you were, it's just you, you, you have to get into the mentality that we were talking about in the last episode with Aaron, which is then you got to start changing your goals. What is the reason that you need to go heavy? What are you trying to achieve by going heavy and figure out other ways and workarounds to get there in a different way? Yeah, I like that. Go incredibly slow. 
you've yeah. been off for a year anyway. What's the rush now? So yeah. you have, yeah. if you're not, if you're not having to, if you haven't accepted millions of dollars as a pro athlete, then there's no rush. So if you've taken that much time off already, you don't want to have to go get cut again. So take it slow. And then there's things you can do to where I, I agree with everything Eugene said in regards to warm up and goal adjustment and all that stuff. But there's stuff you can do, finish your work volume. So even if it's greatly reduced in weight and then the next weight that you want to move up to, uh, maybe for the first couple of times that you're training with that weight, you don't even do it. You just hold it. So say like we use bench press as an example. So you just, you rack whatever weight you want on there. You lay underneath the bar and then you just hold it up over your chest and you don't even lift the weight. You just get underneath yeah. it, see how it feels, then rack it back up. And then maybe you do a full set of that 10 or 15 reps or I don't know, whatever, but you're never actually lifting the weight. You're just getting used to how it feels. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the next time you, maybe you, you take it through, uh, the entire rep motion all the way through the range of motion with a spotter that's pulling weight off. And that, that's, that's what I would do. And I would take it like really slow, especially since you've taken this much time already and, uh, yeah, do the little tricks where you just kind of get used to how that weight's going to feel on those tendons and stuff so that, you know, your first time feeling, we'll just use 225 as an example, say it's your first time underneath 225 again, your first time doing that, you're not doing 10 reps. You're just feeling how it feels racking right. it and then racking it back up and then, yeah. And then proceed with caution. Great. Uh, River's edge, 1986. Is that the, uh, seven Mary three song? I don't Go know. Down to the river's edge. You remember that song? <laughs> I don't, but I love it. I didn't do any. They said, Oh, water's edge. Oh, don't go down to the water's edge. I didn't do it. I saw who did. They're the same band that sang Cumbersome. Do you remember that song? No, you got to sing that one too. All right. Too heavy, too light, too black, or too white, too oh, wrong, yes. or too right. Thank you. Damn tonight, Cumbersome. I mean, these guys made Cumbersome a, a song lyric. That's a tricky word. I feel ridiculous using it in a sentence. And these guys made it a song. They had two hits. They had Water's Edge. And they had cumbersome. Their name was Seven Mary Three. This guy's name is River's Edge, not Water's Edge. 1986. He's right. asking thoughts on best vegan sources of protein. Ooh, a lot again. Is there uh, a lot? Yeah. Uh, Seitan, uh, tofu, mm -hmm. tempeh, and edamame, all from soybean. If you're okay with soy. Mm -hmm. uh, lentils and beans. Lentils, sure, yeah. About 18 to 20 grams of protein in one cup of lentils. Great source of protein there. Chickpeas. Mm -hmm. So a lot of good uh, foods made with chickpeas. Indian food incorporates a lot of good chickpea dishes. Um, you can use chickpeas for all kinds of stuff. Oh, man, we've... Um, I've been talking about... Um, there's something called the mungo bean. Oh, yeah. They're similar to lentils. Uh, and there's were a while where I thought they were lentils. A bunch of us did. We've been talking about it a lot because we're on a Filipino movie, and that's a big Filipino um, food source is uh, mungo beans. And we'd be yeah, like, the oh. Guy, the guy in Heathcliff's gang, he loved them too. <laughs> but the mungo beans, 
I was looking them up because I was just like, are they the same as lentils? They're not, but they are double the protein of lentils. They're, they're double. They're double everything of lentils, though. That's what you have to be careful of. It's double the oh, carbohydrates. Gotcha. It's double the um, protein. It's double the fat, or maybe the same fat, but almost double the calories. But I mean, it's like it is a meal. It is like, and it has kind of a similar texture if it's cooked correctly to lentils. That that's nice. why I thought it was. So if like for instance you are vegan and you um, are looking to um, to have more like substance in your protein, yeah, meaning you know you need the calories. Yes. Um, that's a great source of, uh, of calories. Uh, if you need some surplus of calories, sounds like a superfood, dude. If you're, if you're yeah. training heavy and you want to put some good muscle on some size Man, on where I was, I saw it. I was like, Whoa, that's crazy. I, I'm going to look it up again just so that I'm not completely, um, I wish we heard more crazy. about them. They got to do an advertising campaign with good looking twins. Cause that worked for double mint gum. Like why do we know so much about double mint gum, but not mungo beans? Yeah. Um, while Eugene is looking, a couple more ancient grains, uh-huh. sp- spelt and quinoa. You hear a lot about quinoa. That's a good protein source. Hemp seeds, a good protein source. That's finding its way into protein powder. You can cook with hemp seed. There's a lot of good stuff in hemp seed. Uh, a lot of vitamins and minerals and stuff. Um, green peas, right? Because pea protein. Yeah. And also just, you can cook those green peas and we're looking at about nine grams of protein per cup. Spirulina. Okay. Or spirulina, however you want to say it. Blue algae. It's a nutritional powerhouse. A couple tablespoons will give you eight to 10 grams of protein. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So we're, you know, there's a lot of options. You could do soy milk. You could do different uh, nut milks. Have some. Um. Okay, um, we're getting okay. we're getting the skinny on mungo beans. Uh, so it's it's um, we call it mungo when we in the Philippines, but it's mung beans, mung beans. M, okay, M um, U N G beans. So they are so one cup of cooked mung beans has uh, two grams of fiber versus six grams of carbs. So that's um, like the the ratio is. Uh, uh, like compared to, um, so two grams is, is 20. Um, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> we're getting into, um, we're getting into phantom toll booth territory yeah, here. Yeah, my man. It's funny, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, we it's each, technically each tw- had our little moment. This <laughs> in, the cu- in, the, in, the cup. in the cup, it's 20 grams of fiber basically. And six grams of carbohydrates. Um, so it's like, uh, you're getting the ratios of like good proteins and good carbs to fat. Like, cause it has very, um, it's low in saturated fat, um, very low in cholesterol and very low in sodium. Um, and, uh, let me see what the protein. So yeah, if you're, if you're dealing with any kind of coronary heart disease, look into mung beans because, and Uh, if you've got blood pressure issues, any of that stuff. Yeah. Mung bean nutrition is, um, where is that? Okay. So, um, 
more of, uh, so versus lentils, it has uh, 16% more riboflavin. It's got uh, 7.76 more vitamin C, and this is per uh, 100 grams. Um, it is uh, 87% less sat- saturated fatty acids, mm-hmm. um, higher water content. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here is the protein difference. Lentils has, um, lentils has uh, 23 grams of protein. And, um, and mung beans have uh, 26. Fiber, it's, uh, it's more than lentils by uh, two grams. I think fat is almost the same. But it, just look at it, I guess. I mean, it's just a, it's a possible sub and, you know, similar flavor profile cooked differently. I, I don't know if there's going to be people out there that are like, no, it actually sucks. I like it. Um, fuck those but, people. You know, it's you a don't possibility. Like mung beans. Fuck you. If you don't like mung beans, like what? What do you want? What do you want from me? Uh, I'm gonna try them. Uh, nuts, another protein yep. source. Um, nut butters, seeds, and then um, I'll throw in there protein-rich vegetables. Okay. Right. Yeah. Broccoli's got some good protein in there. Artichokes. Yeah. You want some of that brock? Yeah. Brussels sprouts, not crazy, but there's some protein in there. A lot, lot of good protein sauces for uh, vegans out there. And uh, take the mung beans for a spin. Yeah. Man, it's I do head. love myself some Brussels sprouts. I'll be honest. Man, the Brussels sprout, what a revelation. About 15 years ago, they had a real renaissance because we talked about punchlines earlier. Brussels sprouts oh, yeah. used to be a punchline. It was like, Huge what is one, it, yeah. Brussels sprouts? I'd rather yeah. die. Yeah. And now they're so good. I remember when I started going to restaurants and they, they would have them as appetizers, and I thought, Brussels sprouts? Why? Yeah. And then you try them, suckers. You braise them or you Ooh. roast them? Forget it. Yeah. So good. Shave them? Yeah. It's like better. It's, you know, it's better than cabbage. It's like tiny cabbage. It's like yeah. baby carrots. Yeah. Baby carrots, I feel like, is step down. But, yes. But Brussels being the baby cabbage step up. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You heard it here fir- first, folks. It's plussed up in the small form. Mm. What else is better in the small form? Humans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, way yeah. better. Way better as children than yeah. once they become adults. Oh, God, yeah. Especially, especially men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of evils that men do, but there's a lot of cute kids out there yeah yeah they grow into men and do awful stuff awful things uh yeah that's a good point that's yeah that's that wins um uh matthew not a question but an update on whether or not i should take rest days i started taking rest days but they're just peloton rides or mobility work and i actually do feel better um, I do construction Monday through Thursday and lift Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Ride the Peloton on the weekends and do mobility on Wednesday. I have the power blocks like Eugene, and I think the reason why they feel less sketchy is than the Bowflex is because you can see how they are held together. I agree. I think that that is a big reason because you can actually see the mechanics of it mm-hmm. and you're not relying on the the little inside wheel situation yeah. and, and so much plastic. I will say, fingers crossed. So I do, I do have the, I do have the 
old school ones that are like made of steel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and somebody else on the floor has the newer power blocks that are, are more um, kind of have like a plastic shell on each mm-hmm. stack. And they, fee- they seem a little bit more plasticky, mm-hmm. but still very secure. Very secure. Mm. Yeah. They don't make the old school, like 1980s kind of dinging sound while you're doing curls, which I don't like. I like that kind of, you like the you ding. Know. I like the little, it's metal. not quite, yeah, it's like metal on metal, just kind of like you're mm-hmm. hearing them kind of hitting the switch. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe my child because of that. Roll <laughs> out. I don't think that's one of the callbacks that everybody's <laughs> waiting to hear. Not I bet a, you people do want to know how my fucking shitty kids are. Oh, God. What was, was that the comment? I can't remember. I don't want to hear about your stupid kids. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, I, this, this might be a good one to go out on. Okay. Um, this is coming to us from Hansberger Dan. Ooh. Hansberger Dan. Uh, what, is, uh, <laughs> what are some ways to pull yourself out of a funk Uh, where you've gotten off track by a couple of days or weeks happens Hmm. to me three to four months, like clock every three to four months, like clockwork that I have a period of being busy at work or just a spell of extreme lack of motivation where I have a hard time making it into the gym in the past. I've given it a week or two and start again, but I know there are things I can do to keep it going. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Oh man, that's great. Uh, I'm sure everybody relates to this. Thank you so much, Dan. Hansberger. Um, I love this question because I think I, I you know, we, we talk about this too. Like yeah. we, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you can notice when we are excited about the new thing we're doing and then when it just feels like work. Yeah. And you could probably, if you're listening to it in order, you could probably time it out to every three or four months. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty consistently, uh, because that's when, you know, you feel like you've made the gains where the fun of it has kind of gone away, away. And that now you need something else to stimulate your mind and your body. Like you get used to some of the training styles, you know, you're doing a, a strong lift, you're doing a five by five, you're doing something like that. You're getting used to doing the back squat and then going into, you know, your bench press and then you're going into your pull-ups or whatever that, that process is. And then day three, you know, day two of your workout, you do the other things. And then day, you go back to day one and you can do that for four or five, three or four months because it's like, whoa, I'm making gains. I'm watching my numbers go up. I'm excited about this. It still feels new to me. Come, come month four, you're like, that excitement is over. <laughs> you know, like the honeymoon phase of a workout yeah. kind of can go away. So you're going to have to start switching it up. Um, and, and that even happens with like these workouts that are, you know, um, constant very variations of things or variants where you don't know what tomorrow's wad is going to be, where it is kind of this CrossFit kind of, you know, you, you have this library of work, of, of movements and, it could be anything the next day and that's fun for a while. But then after a while, you're just like, I'm kind of sick of these movements. I'm kind of sick of doing burpees kind of every week, even though it's not the same amount or this, that, and the other, other thing. I'm sick of doing box jumps. I'm doing, sick of doing this kind of thing. Um, I'm sick of doing like, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you, you get stuck in that rut. Um, 
so I think if you know this of yourself, Dan, and I think if there's people out there, then, um, then start planning out your workouts accordingly to how you feel about things. Meaning, um, do, do a, um, do one kind of workout for 10 to 12 weeks and then, and then for the next eight weeks after that, or the next five weeks after that, do something completely different and then either revisit it or start your new programming after that, if that makes sense. So for instance, the, for the first, for the next three months, you're focused on doing, let's say Peloton three days a week, and you're just doing body weight exercises, calisthenics type stuff on the other days, focused on slow body movements, working on your mobility, working on your yoga. Maybe it's just Mm. that kind of thing. And you do that for three months and you really focus on it. You really try your best to like stay within those goals. Um, And then if you know that after three months work is going to get crazy, then you do something that's a little less time consuming on your body and, and a little bit less stress on your body. Um, maybe that's you just doing more, um, you know, hit exercising, um, three times a week where you're just doing a 20 minute, 30 minute workout. You're doing that as quick as you can before work, before you jump in the shower and you go to work and you focus on that for four weeks. And then you jump into more weight training after that, when you know you have more time. And I think kind of, um, varying your workout scheduling, and how you're working out kind of not necessarily planning it out for the year, but at least having like a six month goal of knowing that you're going to change things every three to four months, I think will keep you on your toes enough and get you excited about what you're going to try next. Yeah. That's great advice. Knowing yourself, uh, I'll throw in. So former guest of the show, Paul Welsh will, uh, hire a trainer for a week or two. Oh when yeah. He feels like he's in a rut. Uh, so, you know, say you're not doing your own programming as much and you need more help, treat yourself to a trainer. If you have the resources, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could even, I'm sure you could work some deal out where you try a trainer and maybe get some ideas for them for a discounted rate or just the free one time. But ideally you'd have somebody, uh, that, that you could work with, with him or her for a week or two and just get a whole new overall re-audit everything. That, yeah. could, that could breathe some life into what you're doing. And it sounds like you're kind of hinting at this when you finished this post, uh, that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I think that's, that's what we talk about all the time on the show too, is that, listen, you go hard for a couple of months, you get busy with work and you know, you're staring down the barrel of this incredible pace that you've set out for yourself. It can be daunting. And so mm-hmm. I think just having something in place when that comes up towards like, you know what, I'm going to stretch, I'm going to do some core work and I'm going to do walks and that's got to get me through for a month. Do that. And then when you're ready to start back up, when you have a little bit more time, when that motivation returns to you, when you're refilled and replenished, you, then you're going to have, you're going to have the right kind of mobility. You're going to be able to get in your range of motion and you'll have also the, the, the system in place to where you work out consistently. It doesn't always have to be a backbreaker in the gym. It can be, you know, a little bit of flexibility work, some hiking and some ab work and yeah. you'll maintain. And as long as you, in your mind, count that as a workout yes. and not a compromise, not a failure, not a loss, it's got, to, it's got, you got to check it in the W column. You'll, you'll keep it going. 
I think that is the key. I think yeah. that is a key and the hardest thing for me, me personally to, to really lock into. Cause you know, I, I was going pretty, um, pretty hard and I have the resources here to go pretty hard, pretty regularly. Um, but the last couple of weeks and these last few weeks, so as we finish up this movie up here in Vancouver, my shooting schedule is getting absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. And I've just not had the energy to get up early to do it or get or stay up late to do it afterwards. And I'm just, I'll, I'm trying so hard to not feel like I'm losing the work ethic and the gains and, and the feeling of working out hard that I had the first part of this trip. Yeah. Um, and that it's enough. And, you know, it's just hard to get my mind around it mentally. Are you doing like, anything on th- those days? Are you doing any stretching or anything? Oh, I'm still I'm still trying to do like my morning, like 10 minute stretch, oh, like so your morning coffee and you're stuff winning, like that. Dude. I think. that that's a win. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a workout. So that's yeah. So practice what you preach here. Check yeah. it. Check it for the W. I do. I I'll, I mean, I will. I, it's been hard to yeah. commit oh. to it, but, you know, I. I, w- I will, um, you know, continue to struggle with checking it as a W and, and ultimately I will, you know. Good. Um, but, uh, you know, real talk, it'll just take a little bit of time for me. And I, I'm just uh, being honest with all of the bell babies out there. Babies. Babies. I got it. I listen. I relate, man. I'm, I'm the same. Hey, dudes, we appreciate the questions. Uh, we got a couple of more. We'll pepper them into other episodes. We yes. appreciate the questions. We want them. Keep them coming. We'll do more posts. We'll do more question loaded episodes. If mm-hmm. you have questions for us, you can reach us at the dumbbells across all social media platforms. Yeah. Watch if you out. E- yeah. Watch email out for those us. posts too. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out for those posts that we post yeah. on Instagram, um, where we ask for questions and you can go ahead and rattle them off there along with everybody else's questions. Um, so you know that maybe your question is something somebody else is already asking. If you are worried that somebody, uh, that you might, um, I don't know, uh, be a a little self-conscious about your question or it's very personal to you. You can email us instead, uh, and ask us personally at, um, ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. That's ask the dumbbells at gmail.com and you can ask us anything there or you can gloat or you can just tell us about, you know, your power blocks that you have that you love or hate um, or any other equipment that you have issues with or um, excited about. Optimus Prime questions, sure, Phantom sure, sure. Toll Booth questions. Any uh, of those. You can you can email those directly to Stanger. Mung Bean questions. Mung we bean want questions. them. We're open we for them. business. We appreciate it. On behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the Dumbbells, and all our wonderful, beautiful, glorious question contributors that participated in the show today, we'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. That was a HeadGum Podcast.